Dude, I just called the plug and his phone was unplugged and I'm looking at Doug like, dude! <laughs> Welcome to the episode where we break down the lyrics and the analytical response to Hot Shower by Chance the Rapper. <laughs> Look, you may not know this about us, but every every Sunday dude, before we, we record secret? this episode... <laughs> What we do is we put on Hot Shower by Chance no, the no, Rapper. No, 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 Hot Shower happens to come on <laughs> approximately five minutes before we record the episode. And we just... And we just, sometimes <laughs> Moonlight comes on afterwards, okay? And sometimes... We just dance around the room and hype ourselves up and until we just, we're ready to we do just, the episode. Hypothetically, we would do air punches and <laughs> air kicks and, and somersaults and cartwheels. And sometimes, sometimes, all I'm saying, yeah, this it may, is like it so may happen. Rare, In theory, so rare. yeah, of course. Welcome to Whenever we, whenever we get the full studio built and we have a full, we have a video of our episode, <laughs> we will include... We'll have leaked footage of this. <laughs> leaked Area 51 footage of Pranav <laughs> Before their podcast. <laughs> Alright, fuck it. Start the episode. Alright, Rish, so what are we talking about today? Oh, first, hold up, stop. I, he was about to say something and I stopped him, so. Welcome back, everyone, to Odd Fish. I'm your host, Pranav. And I'm also- Rish. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he got in so close to the mic to say that. I had to say it before you did it again. Damn. Okay, what are we talking about today, Rish? We're talking about... We really got. We got really got to like bring the the energy, the deep energy back in. We've been we're clowning. Basically, sure. we're talking about can money buy you happiness? Can money buy happiness in general? Sure. Cause let's be real. In we live in a society. Oh boy. We live in a society mm-hmm. where a lot of people be equating their worth or other people's worth to the material possessions that surround them, and basically like how much how much you are worth is essentially determined by your economic value. You know what I mean? So, like, how how real is that? You know what I mean? You mean, like, net worth-wise or just what, what you own, really? Well, both of those are, like, kind of interconnected, yeah, okay, right? Yeah, okay, I so. guess, yeah. Well, that's, that's the whole issue with it. I think a lot of people have just turned into these uh, fiends for, like, materialistic desires and possessions, and that's what they base their lives off of. Like, Growing up, people were always asking kids, like, who do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. But then soon those questions turned into, like, what's your dream car? Like, what do you want for Christmas? Like, okay, that was a bad one. But well, it's what- like if you have Indian parents, it's like, what's your dream <laughs> job? Uh, doctor or engineer? <laughs> There's only two options for that question. <laughs> um, but I think people just forget the, the, the true return on investment with these materialistic possessions or materialistic desires. Yeah, definitely. And... Um, you know, it's one thing to go out and, and buy something and, and 
get that immediate instant gratification of the diamond ring or the car or the house or whatever it is um, that's immediate. Um, but a lot of that comes from just modern society liking that instant gratification rather than like an experience or a memory that would, would be cherished for a while. For sure. But then there also is the other side of that in that like money can be used to buy you these experiences and things like that. So yes. that being said, let's get into it. Can money buy you happiness? Let's get it. No. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> right. Short episode. <laughs> Keeping it short and sweet this week. Um, I want to pre- I want to I want to preface the um, the rest of the conversation um, with this thing I was reading about what's called as Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, um, if that doesn't make him sound so smart, <laughs> I, I don't know what will. Remember, I'm going to teach a class about sounding smart, so I got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> um, only real fans will get that joke. Dude. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, basically, this guy in 1950. Um, woke as fuck already. (laughs) (laughs) He came up with this five-tiered pyramid of what he called the hierarchy of needs. And basically, he broke down what people, what kind of tiers people would need to, you know, climb the ranks up in, in order to achieve ultimate happiness, the ultimate satisfaction of what they do and what, who they are in, in life. So it's like the food pyramid, but like way deeper. Exactly. Cool. Way deeper. It's like if you eat yourself and you're the pyramid. That's the pyramid. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. That's, that's the quote. We're putting that one on the Instagram post. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Okay, let me break down the pyramid for you. Let me break down Maslow's pyramid. Basically, he starts off with the base tier being psychological needs, meaning air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, etc., etc. Because... Those are like the main things everyone needs, the basic necessities of human life. The next, the next tier is called safety needs, which is like personal security, employment, resources, health, property, that kind of stuff. So that's the second tier. And um, keep in mind that every tier is like the way he, the way he envisioned it was that you would have to complete a tier or unlock the next level, you know, to get there. So you'd have to complete all of those things in the psychological needs in order to advance to the safety needs and such and such. So uh, the third tier is love and belonging, which is, you know, friendship, intimacy, family, sense of connection, all those like uh, sociological things. And the next thing, the next fourth tier is uh, esteem. So that includes respect, self-esteem, you know, a sense of status, recognition, um, strength and freedom, things like that. Sort of sort of uh, embellishing your personality at, at the final stage before we get to the top tier, which is growth. And it's called like self-actualization. So it's where your personality and your, you know, your personal life, your, your being is allowed to grow and then flourish into what, whatever you want it to be, whatever you dreamt of being. Right. right. So essentially, if you want to have this, like this growth, character development, whatever, you've got to have these other four things taken care of, right? Your psychological needs, right. safety needs, love and belonging and esteem until you can achieve personal growth. Yes. Basically, every tier below should be satisfied before you can get to the next one. So then the question becomes like, how how does money factor into like getting these other four things like out of the picture for you, right? Right. Where does money factor into that? And then I think I think what we should touch on first, like keeping this whole mass loss thing, you know, right. in, the, in the back burner for a second. I think what we should touch on is yes, can money buy you happiness? But what we talked about before was that money can buy you happiness through a transitive property of time, right? Because time. Time is almost equally valuable or even more valuable in today's life. I'd say like much, much more valuable because um, 
essentially like my whole like my whole take on this is that money can't buy you happiness but it can buy you time and time can give you happiness so like um the example i was using when rich and i were talking right before this episode is like if i want to start a business like let's say let's say i'm interested in architecture imagine that imagine wow. con- imagine that i enjoy a architecture, concept right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's say let's say i want to start this architecture firm and in this firm i want to design but i've also got to take care of like the business end of things the like production like the marketing all this other stuff so if i can hire someone to like be my accountant to be my like marketing director to to do the things that i don't want to do then i'm able to maximize my time doing what i love which is designing even though my profits are overall decreasing because of the fact that i have to get other people to do things for me right so inherently you wouldn't be earning all of the money part of it right but you'd be earning yourself but i would happiness. be happier right. yeah because i'm spending the time doing what i love doing that's a really good example and i think that concept of you know buying yourself the time which inherently can buy you happiness yeah can be broken down into like little things too like if you have a maid at home who does the exactly does the chores for you or if you take an uber for that matter you know yeah, you're buying yourself sure. the time and not driving the, to a place and or know, even a lime scooter but, or even a lime scooter <laughs> but those things are getting kind of expensive <laughs> so maybe the trade-off's not worth it and they're there. the handlebars are too tall these days dude i can't i can't ride them you're too short these days bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just wish i was as tall as you <laughs> I knew that was coming eventually, bro. <laughs> oh my god. But that being said, with your with your, you know, hypothetical situation of if you were interested in architecture, right? right. If you were. If. Um that brings up the conversation of professions and the money associated. Yeah. And I don't want to get too much of this because I don't want to get into like the judgmental aspect of this. Yeah, for and sure. start like criticizing people for the processions but or for their uh, professions, but um Nobody ever does architecture for money. For like, sure. Let's be honest, yeah. right? Because there's there's an element of <laughs> <laughs> professions that are creatively based, and a lot of that desire to be in that profession, or even um, you know try to be in that position, never comes from, or I wouldn't say never, but doesn't usually start with the idea of I'm going to make a lot of money. Right. Um, and partially that's because like the money to time ratio isn't always one to one. It's never like if I put this much time in, like I'm guaranteed this much money because like in a creative discipline, there's no, there's no guessing how much time goes into something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of, there's a guy I did a label for who still owes me money on six hours of my work. So I'd love to get paid (laughs) for that. (laughs) Um, but I think. Based on the profession, you can definitely reach like a threshold for, you know, how much money can make you happiness. And obviously studies have shown this, right? I mean, there's, there's several studies have shown like a certain, a certain value at which you can stop getting more happy. Yeah. So, um, I saw like a 2010 Princeton study that said that the, like the threshold is at $75,000 a year. I think it's, I think it's for a family. Uh, to be supported mm-hmm. off seventy five thousand dollars a year. And I think it fluctuates too between like seventy five and a hundred or whatever. Yeah, the but... most the most recent study I found was ninety thousand. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, something something in that range, and uh, it seems like after you get above that, there's actually like a negative correlation. There's actually like a decline in the amount of like overall happiness reported. And although like that's not you have no idea to tell how accurate that is because it's so hard to like quantify happiness, especially through like methods like surveys and things like that. Right. And I think even just personally, it depends on where people came from and 
know, how that journey and how they has, define happiness. Right, too. exactly. And and how that journey has carried them from like not happy to happy to if they made nothing when they were growing up to if they make, you know, two hundred K now, how that right. transitions into that. And uh um I think a lot of that also depends on where in the world you are. That's true. Does that like I think the ha- the happiness quantification in America is vastly different than any other country that has like Definitely. a you know huge level of poverty or um, just a smaller country for that matter. Right. Um, and so I, I think I think the other half of that is can money actually buy us a feeling? You know, like happiness is one thing to attain, but can money change how we feel at a certain moment? I think money can definitely change how you feel, but it's usually a short-term thing. Okay. And that's you're talking mainly like materialistically. Yeah, mater- materialistically money can like change how you feel short-term, although I do feel like because like I was saying in the beginning, because of the pressures created by society, <laughs> I feel like we live um, in a society. Yeah, right. <laughs> um I feel like your like your total like net worth and how much money you have can lead to your sense of self-worth does that make sense yes and that that shouldn't be how it is but like i feel like it kind of is i think a lot of that happens with because you were saying something about the you know the whole gdp yeah factor yeah you want to elaborate on that because i have something to say after uh basically yeah yeah because i was just thinking about it in like a macro scale or i was like looking at it in a macro scale and i found some like some graphs that basically uh show the like overall state of well-being reported in different countries around the world and it seems like there's like some sort of like correlation although it's nothing strong enough to like prove anything it seems like there's some sort of correlation between the gdp of a country and the overall well-being reported so like in a in a macro scale it does seem like money can overall buy happiness for a large group of people or the state of the Mm -hmm. economy can can provide that but in a micro scale obviously there's a lot more to unpack to it yeah, I think in the micro scale, it's hard to individually like uh, balance the the happiness between people and like you know really really analyze that in the, in the micro scale. But in the macro scale, I feel like there's an there's an element of here. We I really gotta again. find like a synonym for that. You have to, dude. <laughs> um, I think there's this mirror effect sort of going on between people where happiness can be defined based on your your placement within your people around you. For sure. You know, and, and that's where you're talking about the self-worth and like self-quantification in terms of money. Because if, if I'm rich and you're not rich or if like something like something like that's going on between people in the same like friend friend group or same college or whatever it is, some somebody who sees each other, yeah. people who see each other on the everyday basis, they'll be like a comparison factor in that in that way. Yeah, it's always a competition. Right. And uh, I think that's where a lot of the happiness just goes to waste. Because yeah, the second sure. you start to compare yourself to people, whether it's in terms of money, possessions... Um, time, whatever it is. It's a lot easier to focus on what you don't have rather than what you do have. Yes, that was deep. Maybe maybe that'll be the goal <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to still put mine in there first. <laughs> <laughs> I run the Instagram. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay, I got a question for you, though. If money um, doesn't buy happiness, which mm-hmm. is sort of what we've been going for, mm-hmm. why do people play the lottery? It goes along the same thing of like one money doesn't buy happiness, but it can make it easier for you to attain happiness. And I do think that like at the end of the day, a lot of people like ourselves included are kind of stuck in this wheel of like we we have to make more money so that we can like do this, this, this and like and all of it like just kind of ends to like Mm -hmm. us, us feeling better about ourselves and in theory achieving happiness. 
And I, I think that's the same reason, like, rappers are always, like, presenting this image of, like, how much money they yeah. have or whatever. It's because we're, like, we're conditioned to think that that's, like, that's the good thing to do and that's the right way to go. Or at least portray yourself in that way. Yeah. Even if it's not, you know, portray yourself in the most flamboyant, like, extravagant way you can. Um, and I think there's also a sense of freedom that money can give you to, to, to achieve what you actually want to achieve or to take that first block and, like, eliminate that so you can get past uh, any of the... Like, it's going back to the pyramid, basically. Eliminating the bottom two tiers that would really just be a hindrance on you achieving your dreams. Yeah. And, and so... There's actually this super good... <laughs> there's this super good Flatbush Zombies lyric where the guy says, like, I'm really shopping for happiness, but if you don't show them, then they won't think you do it well. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. That just seemed appropriate for this episode. Yeah. That's 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 deep, dude. That's, we'll add that in the quotes. Deep. How yeah. about that? Excellent. And we can say that I said it. We'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to the manager. <laughs> um, okay, follow up on question on follow up question on that though. Um, if you won the lottery, so basically, if you were given a shit ton of money, yeah, do you think you'd be happy because you were given the shit ton of money, or do you think you would feel like you need to earn the money in order to be happy? Um, it is nice to have that safety net to go like to move forward with no fear of failure, basically, because at the end of the day, like what we're doing right now is going to like determine whether or not there's a roof over our heads ten years from now, based on how good we are at this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, going through life with like without that fear above my head would probably feel a little bit better i don't i don't know if it'd make me happy it'd make me feel a little better but i definitely like wouldn't feel like i earned it and i do like i don't know i have a i've kind of a weird relationship with like how much how much money i feel like i earn and whether or not i earn something or get it i don't know that's fair i think uh I think we're similar in the way that if we earned it, there's a exponentially higher value of happiness that comes back to us. You know, like if you, if you put your work into something and then you are, you earn that money and, and you can prove it and, you know, you can, you can stand as a testament to that money that comes back to you, then the happiness is exponentially greater that accompanies that money. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, um, you know, in like in super rich kids, uh, Frank's talking about like people who are literally just born into richness yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and like there's a lot of there's a lot of the the pyramid that people just forget when they're given that money like they skip over just the basic needs of like love and belonging or esteem or things and then just immediately just straight to the top exactly yeah. and that's what like that's what i feel like money given to you can do to you you can just like sure. jump straight up the pyramid and then it's going to ruin the rest of the foundation for sure so um we'll never know until we win the lottery but yeah i guess you're right <laughs> um Okay, question number whatever this is at this point. <laughs> if you were richer right now, would you be happier? Um, I think by extension, yes, but not the only Okay, the only thing that would make me happy if I were rich right now is that my parents wouldn't be paying my tuition. Now, that's, just to like, clarify, did you say difference. did you only did you say if you were rich right now or if you were rich right now? Oh, I would not be happy if I were rich. <laughs> let me tell you that. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> if I were rich right now, it's <laughs> like the question we asked a couple episodes ago. Like, if you were an odd fish, yeah. <laughs> I know you planned that out, dude. That's way too funny for you to come up with on the spot. I'm just a funny guy, dude. I'm just a funny fish. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're a clown face, bro. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> There's no way you can with that on the spot. You knew what I was thinking. <laughs> All right. What are we talking about? Yeah, what was our topic? <laughs> Oddfish? Clownfish? <laughs> That's a good podcast name, Clownfish. Yeah. <sighs> anyways, anyways. You know, mistakes are made. I think we should just 12 episodes in, change it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember what we were talking about, so maybe we should just restart. Yeah, sure. All right. Ladies. Dude! <laughs> <laughs> this is the 15-second break that people need. Yeah, this is- <laughs> bad dude we really gotta get back on topic <laughs> um okay well let's all right here's here's a here's a deep quote again we're diving back deep oh boy this is uh jim carrey obviously obvious obviously i just said that four times but good <laughs> actor good painter all that um he said at one point i think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so that they can see that it's not the answer what do you think? The mask spitting straight facts <laughs> over here. The mask. I, I mean, think I think what he's trying to say is just that happiness can't be bought. Like at the end of the day, the question that we've been trying to answer is that can money buy you happiness? And he's trying to say that it can't. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever know till we are rich and famous and have everything we ever wanted. Right. Like we won't we won't ever really be able to understand that. But I can see why he'd say that. Yes. I think, um, I mean, from the only way we can experience or, or even think about money at that point is hearing from people like Jim or other people who have the money and can speak of the experiences, right? So I would the only the only uh, takeaway. But also, it's, it's also like the the super rich kids thing where it's like he doesn't know what it's like on the other side. You know what I mean? Like he's never been like in poverty. True. So. True. So someone who's like lived both sides like, of life. Exactly. Like if, if all you know is first world problems and obviously it seems like the biggest deal in the world to you, you know? Shit. Okay. That's a good point. Do we have any like notable examples of people who have, well, it goes back to like the pursuit of happiness thing. Yeah. Cause like obviously Will Smith wasn't the one who raised his child in a bathroom, but that David Gardner or Chris Gardner, right? Um, he, you know, like went from poverty and literally raising his kid in the subway station to becoming a broker. Yeah. So I mean, learning from that, you can sort of see that money isn't money isn't something that can get you that long term happiness, and it's sort of within. Sort of, but in the, the at the end of the day, like the the pr- pursuit of happiness is about him getting like a secure job and a stable income at the end of it. So yes. it does like it does play a role for sure. You have to climb that pyramid, dog. Exactly. <laughs> um. Okay. So to close it, not to close it off, but like back to the questions part. Of, back to the interview. The commodore. The interview. Okay. The commodore. Oh, <laughs> what would uh What would you generally spend? money on if you were given the money like what what things would you think would give you that gratification of happiness um i think i'd really only spend money on the or like the the only things that i really spend money on are like the basics like stuff i need to survive and the things that make me like the things that i like to do in my spare time so like i'd spend money on like better like 
architecture like related things you know what i mean like mm-hmm. whether it's like materials or different programs or like a like a master class whatever it is and mm-hmm. that being said i i do spend ob- money on like oboe stuff a lot like whether it's like i i low-key like my lessons are like kind of expensive because i have a good teacher but like i care about being good so that's something mm-hmm. that's that's important to me right whether it's like music related stuff like i've spent money on like studio session time mixing and mastering that kind of thing so uh money like it's just um i only spend it on things that allow me to like pursue my passions and like my basic needs so yeah that's that's me what about you though well (laughs) the commodore i would have to say that um i think most of the most of the money that i have spent um has or on things that are like not basic necessities like you know milk and bread and things but things that are sort of wants at that point yeah are more along the lines of like experiences or yeah travel i got you you know or food that's a yeah that's a good way to um good way to put it just because i feel like there's not a there is an instant gratification with that in terms of like okay when you're at the trip you you're you're feeling the trip you're you're taking it in and you're happy at that point but i think there's also the 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 behind the scenes aspect, which is like one, you buy a trip or experience well in advance. So whether it's yeah. a concert that we you know bought two months two months in advance, yeah, there's that anticipation to it, which is already like in thrilling and, and that's true, you know, happy. And then when you're at the concert, obviously it's like happy and you're you're having a great time. Um, and then the post effect is like you you've got these memories to cherish and yeah. relish and whatnot. And and I think just like having the homies around and. And having the good the good vibes associated with that. Damn is, it, dude. We almost made it the whole episode without it. I could never let that happen. <laughs> so your point essentially is that like although the experience may be temporary, like the memory of it is lasting. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And um which is which is already a step better than a, a, a materialistic thing because the experience doesn't even exist in that sense you yeah. know like you if you go someplace and you you buy something it's an immediate snap of the finger sort of yeah closed book that's the end of the happiness that's the end of the gratification with it or if right. it's something that's like okay i got new pants check out my new pants for a week <laughs> check out my new p- <laughs> <laughs> and then they're old pants right <laughs> dude <laughs> the thing is when i when i said that i thought of like other things that I could buy, and I was like, "All right, I got a new haircut. <laughs> it's a new haircut, so I'm just never gonna get a haircut what again." What do you mean, dude? A haircut's an experience. <laughs> Only when you cut your own hair. <laughs> oh my god, I I just remember like going up north with the home up north Michigan with the homies, yeah. and like that's I didn't spend a lot of money, but when I went there, I was like, okay, if I were to spend money this is if i were to spend money this is the time that i would be or i should do it you know like yeah. something i'll remember yeah yeah and um yeah so yeah that's that's uh that's it that's what we got for you you so. want to go buy some lottery tickets yeah yeah let's do it <laughs> <laughs> so what uh let me ask you this what would you guys spend your money on do you guys i, I believe- really thought you were asking me that question dude you said, "Let me ask you this," and I was really excited. And then you—oh, I was looking at the mic, so I don't know. I don't know why you thought I was talking to you. you. Re- <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I'm right behind the mic. <laughs> it's not like I'm on the other side of the mic or anything. Anyways, Anyways do the really. audience. 
what would you guys spend your money on? What do you like believe is the importance of money in like your uh, in your life? Do you guys believe that money can buy you happiness? Yes or no, and why? Please tweet us at Oddfish. Let us know. Send us an anchor message. All that kind of stuff. Hit us up on Venmo. Hit us up on, <laughs> hit us up on Bitcoin. Kins Cash. Any of the above. All Dude. of the above. Any any donations will be appreciated. <laughs> we'll start a GoFundMe. We'd love to move into a real studio. <laughs> Wait, move in. <laughs> Oh my lord. Hit us up guys. Instagram, Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Um That's it for episode twelve. Is this twelve? Something like that. Something like that. Episode too many. We'll see you next All week. Right, we're cashing out. <laughs> <laughs>